Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, a podcast about diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. Jordan just messed up and made a funny joke, so now that we're talking about fish today. (laughs) I will tell you the same thing I tell Cody. If you don't address the mistake, it goes away and no one has to know about it. It was funny. That's why I want them to know we're going to be talking (gasps) about fish. We are doing the podcast today where we're going to talk about fish. Like, what is your favorite type of fish? Any No. Okay. Today we we are we are There's at a gotta monument. be a podcast named Podcast. I will check afterwards. But we are at a huge point in our podcast. We made it to episode twenty, which is if anybody knows, episode twenty of a podcast is a big deal because a lot of podcasts that are like starters like this don't actually get all the way here. So I'm really excited that we were here, and I'm excited to keep moving forward. It's an. Ad- Triumph and adult scheduling because we're self-publishing, so otherwise yeah, it wouldn't exactly. make any sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So now that we've done um, twenty episodes, so as kind of like I said, we're gonna like split up long episodes, short episodes, and as a short episode idea, I kind of wanted to um, do a quick like social hangout and check in with you, Leah, and just like wanted to follow up on some of the topics that we discussed, like how things have changed since we started this podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, this is one of those things. Like, like you ever like drag your friends to like a movie that like they didn't necessarily want to see, but like you were really excited about. This is exactly that. Where it's like I'm so excited to like talk about this. Leah's just like I'm here. You know what? You know <laughs> what? I've been thinking about stats all day long. Okay, buddy. Ugh, I'm sorry, dude. I am. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a math person, but I hate stats so much. <laughs> It's been a stats every day. So let's get started. Let's do this. Okay. I'm raring to go. My yeah. voice doesn't say yeah. it, but I'm ready. <laughs> no, your voice doesn't say it at all. So, like, on episode one, we kind of laid down the general definitions of neuroculture and cultural diversity. And I mean, at least I did. I don't know about you. We kind of left it off on a hopeful note saying that neuroculture is getting better or more diverse. So, after the last 20 episodes, do you still think nerd culture as a whole is getting better, or are we just kind of spinning in circles? Like, have you noticed any improvements on some of the topics we've talked about, or maybe like even a like a decline? I would say yes, that there is an improvement. I definitely think, like, yeah, I think that there has been uh, several things that have improved. It might not be from the point of view of the content being made as much, like particularly at the mainstream level. But it's, I think there's generally been a larger audience awareness of many of the things we're talking about and rejection to, to industry standards. I think, I think that's what I've noticed, I would think. I, I guess on that, the, like, I mean, as we were preparing, well, preparing for this episode, I mentioned Mulan, like the one, the Mulan live action movie that came out. The one thing that I have noticed is that there is, when stuff is fake i guess when it's fake diversity when it's like corporate pandering there is a pushback from people demanding them to be better and i will say like because the people are a part of their culture it's not just the um media being made it's our opinions as well there is a large pushback and there is like this large realization that we deserve better that nerd yeah. culture isn't just white male that it, it that it needs to be better and, and i've seen like a lot of a lot of stuff where people are writing lots of articles doing whatever like yeah we need to stop with just the singular white male protagonist let's get a little bit better and even when like they try to go out and like do a whatever type of protagonist and like fail and just make that a stereotype there's also pushback on that so, so i guess i i've noticed the culture becoming i guess more woke if that's Something I'll say about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's potentially. I potentially, as well, that might be just due to that might be duly because of people educating themselves more, but also could be because of an increase in the diversity of and the size of nerd culture. 
where more people are considering themselves a part of it, which is allowed in. I'd say there's certain fields that are definitely seen a market improvement. Like we talked just last week, my spearheaded episode about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That was, no, whatever. Two episodes ago, because last episode was not Tasha's. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Oh, the number seven. Oh, yeah, it was number seven, yes. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, that, like, D&D is seeing a huge change, but that's also, I think, largely because the uptick in the popularity of D&D, both by Made by Critical Role and things like Stranger Things, and potentially due to the pandemic as well, but we can talk about that later. And But, yeah, there's just been a, I think, more an awareness of the potentials of fantasy writing. And how open it can be and how it can be used to do anything. Funny, because this is the this is what we talked about as being more applicable for sci-fi, but I think that fantasy has been doing a better job as of late of marketing on its ability to be anything and allow people to do whatever they want, even with no money. Yeah. And I, and I, I would kind of say the same thing for sci-fi, because I've noticed like things like Star Trek having more diverse leads when the new Star Trek um, series came out and like The Expanse is decently diverse. But but I, A, haven't really watched those shows and B, also sci-fi is still bound in the idea of colonialism like very heavily. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. how much it's improved past um, the characters that they put in it. So I might yeah. have to check those out and then give an opinion later. Like we say, like I say before every episode, this is our opinions and ideas. It's not necessarily the facts, but let me just say, like, I don't know about sci-fi because of the colonialism, but I have noticed diversity. Yes. And I've noticed it's not just a diversity thing in fantasy writing. It's that in contrast to sci-fi stories, which tend have tended to stay the same. Yes. Fantasy writing well, predominantly produces hero's quest storylines, has branched out a lot more recently into anti-heroes and other stuff. One thing I would say that does fall in the sci-fi of a new camp is the uh, Mandalorian, because it's not the classic hero's quest, and it's doing a good job of showing that, like, gray nature. But I do think that that, I think that was heavily influenced by more fantasy. Yeah. And in, in where they pick that tone from. So uh, I was going to actually say that it's probably more inspired by the Western idea of heroes and characters like like old Westerns, like Old West type idea where it's more of bandits and um, antiheroes than it is a singular hero protagonist being the light of the world. Oh, yeah. No, I'd say originally that's that's where both of them draw it from. I was just more saying that yeah. the people who have been predominantly doing shifting towards uh, creating those narratives uh, okay. are fantasy recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess <clears throat> the next question is, are there topics that you don't really see an improvement with or have actually like gotten worse? Is there anything like you've noticed that's kind of just started to really decline recently um i i generally think that one of the things that has gotten worse or just become more noticeable to me personally is um gatekeeping within the community um particularly not just focusing on the female aspect of it but the economic accessibility actors of it yes i think has become much more noticeable um and that's probably just my own personal awareness of it. But it also is something that probably has gotten worse over the years. So I, I have actually been thinking about this a little bit because I, I have noticed that gatekeeping has gotten worse. It's I, I'm a part of a few different like nerd culture, like Facebook pages. I know I need to get off Facebook because Facebook is a cancer. But um, I've noticed more and more that when someone posts something that, oh, I've been enjoying this, that they get gatekept. Or if they like, or someone will post like, oh, well, you're not a real comic nerd unless you've read this. And like, I've noticed more and more that gatekeeping has like, I guess, increased. And like, it, we, we talked about it and like, oh, there's ways to like fight against it but i feel like it's starting to perpetuate more and more and i think part of that in all of this thinking is due to like 
I guess the corporate handed it. Like one of the biggest things right now is um the new era of councils and on an economic stand standpoint, um most people cannot afford five hundred dollars yeah. for a video game system. Um and so there is going to be even now there's gonna be this huge gap in gatekeeping in this of of um economics because there's gonna be so many people who cannot afford video games and i mean i talked to my co-host for a different show about this the other day it's like yes the game councils came out they're huge things you can save your money and get them some people can save their money and get them but even further than that the games are now 70 dollars per game Mm -hmm. so on top of that it's gonna make diving in further to this nerd culture especially in the video game world even harder because there's going to be this whole blanket of nerd media is coming out that people will not be able to enjoy and there's going to be other people who push them out oh you're not a gamer oh whatever because you haven't done this stuff because of that and i'm seeing like gatekeeping that standpoint being um pushed for by the corporate side and additionally there's an additional aspect that i think people often forget about which is what i've become definitely way more attuned to isn't the you're not allowed to do that it's the subtle disregard for other forms of media yes so i personally don't have any consoles because i'm a poor poor phd student other than i i saved up my money and bought a switch like years after it came out because (laughs) i needed to save up money um and i am lucky to have a computer that can play video games but the fact is is that There's a lot of games that I haven't played. I've just watched playthroughs of. I watch Let's Plays. I watch a lot of Let's Plays because, one, I enjoy it. I generally enjoy watching people play either for the comedic aspects or to watch the story of the game. And the reaction you get when you're a nerd and you tell someone, oh, no, I haven't played it, but I've seen it played, instantly... if (laughs) If you watch Let's Plays, you'll know that feeling where it's that instantly, like, oh... You're not the same. Yeah, you're instantly getting disregarded. Yeah. But that's the thing is that there is potentially a reasoning behind why you can't play that game. So I don't think we should... It's the same as... It's like... Not the same. It's a similar thing to when you talk to people about audiobooks. And now, finally, audiobooks are becoming a regularly accepted part of media and listening uh, and people acknowledge the fact that they're books and that it's the exact same as reading them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's that subtle disregard for other medias is still very present and real. And I, and I think it's going to continue. And I think it possibly could get worse depending on what comes out and how media is kind of pushed for. And I do think that it, is heavily because of like this whole the way things are getting rolled out these days if that makes any sense well and yeah i think we all just need to take a second to check check our biases check our privilege you know yeah i've had my own checks recently and that's why i'm like very aware of this is because i've had my own privilege on both sides on both sides of the camp but yeah yeah, that's the thing I generally think has gotten worse so far. There's there's many things that have gotten better, but uh, that I think has gotten worse. Another thing that I think, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily gotten worse. I think it's just continued to be bad because it's always been pretty toxic. Is just game culture. I know we've mm-hmm. done like a few things to, in game culture that things have gotten better. Like, you know, there's been the increase of indie games, the increase of just like... The increase of indie games doing diverse things because, you know, the people making them are diverse and they want to, like, as corny as it sounds, be the change that they wish to see in the world. So we've seen gaming culture get better and, like, a lot of people latch onto these gaming, sorry, these indie games because, like, they can relate to them and that being, like, a very special thing. But also the toxicity of gaming culture being, like, gaming culture has, like, as we spoke about in the gaming episode, gaming culture has to be this, shooting games and competition, and if you're not that, you're not a gamer. And we're in that we're seeing that side of the gatekeeping, but also just the continued, like, poison of gaming culture. Yeah. 
it, it's it's fun. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Like you go to talk about a game and then you get shut down because oh, that's not a real game. You just walked mm-hmm. around and that game is like, well, it was a game, but screw you too. I I just think it's funny. I just want to throw up in the faces of people death stranding the walking simula- simulator that everybody and their mother bought. Like I'm like you you can't you don't get to say shit. You don't get to say shit if you play Death Stranding. The literal Amazon delivery video game. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. Um, uh, and the uh, next question. Are there topics that we covered that you wish you could go back to and give more thought to? <sighs> There's one that's been on our list since the beginning that we need to do and that I haven't oh, no. had the energy to do. And so it- <laughs> that's why I technically say we need to go back on because we've skirted around it several times. And it's nice guy syndrome. Yep, I knew it. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a hard one. And that's one I want to have a guest for or multiple guests. I for, know. Because that's, that's going to be, that is going to be truly a hard one to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one that we skirted around a lot of times. I can, if you don't know what nice guy syndrome is, it's the idea that, and we'll go more into it whenever we do the episode. It's the idea that uh, guys deserve, for being nice to women, deserve sex and or sexual favor, favors or relationships. Any of those things. Anything related to women, they are entitled to. Um, and often I, I have personal theories about how that relates to video games, particularly in our generation. Um, and... Yeah, it's we've had like opportunities to talk about it and where it like comes up once in a while or like I'm like, oh, great, if we could follow up with this episode. And I'm like, I don't have people recruited to do that. And I refuse to do that by myself because it's going to fucking suck. So on that, actually, it's there There was an anime that I've been watching this week that I would have put on our, my list at the end where we talk about things we've been enjoying. But it kind of does have that whole nice guy syndrome in it where like the main character is doing that thing that a lot of anime characters do of if i bother her enough she'll fall in love with me type thing and like they kind of are doing it in an interesting way where like those two characters had a fallout because he was like doing all these nice things and expecting her to thank him and she was just like no you're doing that for yourself and all this stuff and like that's not how these things work and so it was an interesting standpoint but I already know that those two characters are probably going to have like a get together moment. But like the thing is that it is that whole, if I'm nice, if I do these things, if I say the right things, then this woman owes me something. And that's not something I wanted to talk about (laughs) in this show because that's, that's something that really consistently leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I think that especially anime video games and things like that help perpetuate that idea in people's heads. We're like, Oh, I get this item in a quest and like, well, I get this item for doing a quest. So therefore that relates in real life. And it's, that's not how life works. Yeah. So get excited for that fucking piece of trash when it comes out. (laughs) I'm I'm, excited for a shit ass day. We'll give you lots of warnings beforehand so that you can be like, (laughs) Get snacks. That's going to be like a super long episode because we're going to have to keep stopping to do like a (laughs) mental health check. Like, okay, now let's breathe and stretch. Let's just have Totoro on ready for afterwards. (laughs) Just just have Totoro queued up. And as soon as we hit stop, the movie starts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. But but I guess a topic that I would like to go back to. I'm going to wait, wait, wait. Before you start. I have it in my head. I think I know what it is. Now what? Go. Oh no, no, guess actually. What topic? It's the it's the pervin anime. Oh no, it wasn't actually that, but I would Wow. I would That's on the list. I well I th- actually yeah, you know what? That is on the list, but I would love to um do a whole another like our tropes episode but specifically focusing on anime and d- do take a like deep dive at the pervin anime because that again is something that literally ruins an anime for me. Yeah, it, it like I'm watching, and then that character comes on, and it's just like, why? Why do we need it? Why is this person here? And I don't like it. But the thing I wanted to get back to is because it is a genre that I love so much. And I mean, again, I'll probably have to have guests for it. But I, I want to do like um, diverse or these kind of topics of diversity and everything with horror again because 
I, I mean, we touched on some of it, but I think there is a lot more and there's a lot more issues with horror as a in standpoint because because it is hor- horror is very white. I know we've had like the improvements. We've seen some improvements in horror, but for the most part, it is white and continues to be about even, yeah, white issues and then privilege issues. We don't really see too far the other way where it's just like oh these rich white people end up getting into some shit sometimes and and i would like to explore horror and like really get to the bottom of what the horror genre can truly be rather than just pretty white people getting stabbed yeah yeah so that that's one i would like to go back to and like i said might have to have a guess because i know you're not as well versed at horror. well even in the anime one we should have a guess for that because i don't I don't watch enough. Okay, and so I guess next question of this set and final question. So as far as it comes to um, nerd culture, I I mean that first episode that we did, I was feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty hopeful. I was like, yeah, you know, things are getting better and can continue to keep get better. Are you still filled? Well, are you filled with hope that things can get better? Me, am I still filled with hope, or was that just me and everything's bad? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think I'm around the same. I'm a pretty negative person, so I'm generally like, it's okay. It's, um, I think, I think there is potential for improvement though. Like, I think we could, we are still trucking along. I think there are some issues currently, like, it's, it's an issue because currently my thoughts are colliding with the real world, which is unfortunate, particularly the U.S. at the moment. Um, there are other things we're focusing on right now. There are other bigger problems to me currently. When we get back to dealing with this and media becomes more present again, we could go either way. That's where I think we're standing right now is that there's a lot of stuff that could fall on either side of the... It's a pachinko board and we got the goods and the bads and we're at that sp- point right now because we've had like a reprieve where either you just have mainly in, min, indie media or yeah. So that's where I stand. I guess where I stand. So like you're saying we're kind of like on the fence and we're, uh, there's a going to be a tipping point that can send us either direction, right? Tipping point or that... I don't even know if it's a stream as a tipping point. Is that we could cycle back the same way we came. No. It could be a straightaway or improving upwards or it could be a loop-de-loop. I, I, so I kind of, I kind of, my opinion on it is kind of the same idea of like the loop-de-loop. Cause like we talked last week in the, um, number seven combo and we, we mentioned that I forget it was one of the tropes pretty much bled into a different trope. Smurf yeah. into, into miss, miss male character yeah so yeah yeah we talked about how smurfette bled into miss male character and um i've seen that kind of idea before where like they media again corporate media tries to fix one thing and just end up making it into a different trope that's problematic where it's they try to do more diverse characters and they ended up just making those characters just more stereotypical or they tried to um, appeal to certain things and they ended up just portraying it completely wrong. So I, 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 I just am more worried that, like you said, it's just going to keep looping. I am hopeful that eventually the loop will flatten into a line and things will be okay, but I feel like we're just going to be circling around a Mm. bunch until we finally get into the groove. But yeah. I, I think I think it's going to I honestly I think it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long, long while. And there's going to be a struggle of stuff that's going to come out. That's going to like like the Mulan movie that's going to come out and seem like it is like this powerful, diverse thing. And it's just going to let you down. And I think we got to be OK with that and do, like I said, push back and keep praising the stuff that does actually fit the mold so that like media, of course, will see what they're doing wrong and maybe hopefully get it right or like with indie stuff we can just make our own world <laughs> yep yeah but but yeah i i i don't have the same hope because like when we first started the show i was like yeah things are getting better whoopee and now it's just like oh no 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 they've always been bad 
they've been horrible and they're they're now moving up to being bad <laughs> welcome to my world i feel like i've converted you <laughs> thank you for <laughs> bringing me into the pessimist life <laughs> it's so fantastic isn't it yes the sky is gray um so the other um well sorry next set of questions that i got for you um so we started the show like right before the okay we started writing this show way before COVID shutdown happened we started recording the show like right before it happened so have you noticed a change in nerd culture due to COVID? and yes okay good let's move on (laughs) yes (laughs) have you noticed a change in your culture yes so I think there's been a large increase in the number of people who are intaking nerd media. So I had a huge uptick in friends asking me for video game recommendations. People who didn't play video games ever. The number of people who are aware of online content that before would have only been nerd accessible content type stuff. So people using Twitch, getting into Twitch. That's been a pretty big, a lot of big uptake in youtube using and like let's plays and just people who weren't playing video games are now playing video games and seeing the benefits of those video games in this like day and age like the uh animal crossing being good for everybody's mental health giving us all routines and patterns then followed by like among us and phasmophobia like those games among us super popular jackbox games too like getting us through connecting with people like yeah people i've introduced to people who don't play video games more video games during this lockdown than i think i ever have in my life so yeah i I definitely think it's it's good yeah, I, I think that there has been a huge increase. And like you mentioned Among Us, like Among Us came out like a few years ago, but like exploded yeah. with COVID. Like where that is one of the biggest social games ever right mm-hmm. now. And and that's like so that that goes to show that like instantly, yeah, because of COVID, this game was truly to able to flourish into what it is today. But I, I guess I mean I'm going to kind of go into the second question with this answer. I have seen a huge increase. I've, like you said, video game recommendations to friends because, like, you know, you need something to do when you're stuck at home. I've given movie and comic recommendations based on that same idea. But um, I've also noticed kind of like a negative side to the increase where there has, because of it, been an increase of gatekeeping uh, on the side of the people who have always been part of the nerd culture seeing people who are just starting it now are like oh you're not a real nerd because you just started it because of covid type thing or there's the idea of people who are getting into nerd culture and basically turning it into this thing that's supposed to be made for them i guess if that makes any sense like um people Mm. just now starting in it's like oh i thought video games were supposed to be this specific thing why are they like the ones that are diverse why are they diverse because i'm the gamer now why does this not cater to me type of idea if that makes yeah, any sense there's also been a bit of i've seen a little bit of the extension of people who have gotten used to free content particularly like on youtube and music and stuff like that expecting the same out of their video games and like unwilling to pay like it's that whole like they don't want to pay for the artist thing but there's a large portion of the uh or at least that i'm friends with of the nerd community that is very much highly some of the biggest advocates for pay your fucking artists what they deserve yes and pay for your pay like you give them respect you pay them like that and so i think that falls into that camp as well that potentially people aren't aware of like the dynamics of some of this yeah which is unfortunate but yeah, there's a, it's, yeah. Well, and I mean, there's always kind of been that thing of, like, people don't pay the artists. There's been a lot of, like, theft and stuff when it comes to um, IPs and stuff like that. And, yeah. I, and I know that a lot of, like, comic artists that I follow get their stuff stolen all the time where someone will post their stuff and even just post their stuff and ask for money and just erase the original artist's, like, signature and name from the corner. Mm. Yeah. But and I, yeah. and I and I mean I I don't know that's kind of off topic yes but I have seen kind of in an in, in, in increase of 
this complaint that everything should be free and available, even from people who do this neuroculture thing for their own livelihood. Like with a couple of podcasts that I listen to, they do Patreons where they do a lot of bonus content. And there's been like this argument of, oh, well, you should have this for free because, you know, you're a podcast. It's like, oh, this, this is how I make money because, you know, COVID sucks and I need to be able to make money entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I was way off topic. That's <laughs> eh, fine. It's oh, fine. Jeez Louise. But yeah, I, so yeah. Are, other than that, are there any like other, I guess, issues or things that you see with like the increase with neuroculture? Are we like just perpetuating some of these negative ideas that we see? Like, I think with the increase, there is going to be a kind of a perpetuation of the past few topics that we've talked about because there are so many more new people and some of them are horrible human beings but well i think as well sometimes there have been an over like it's gonna sound bad but i think it's true is that it's good it's a good and it's a bad thing it's a good thing and it's a bad thing so with the whole covid thing i've noticed a ton of people turning towards being more critical of media they wouldn't otherwise be so i've seen a lot of reviews for like cyberpunk and like and people are looking more heavily at video games and everything associated with them and stuff like that and media like and often it feels like particularly the press is incredibly negative yeah like treats it the same way that they would treat some some other things and in some ways, there's some that have been, like, bringing up things that they should be bringing up, like, that are, yeah, we should be fixing those. Good good thing you're noticing. But at the same time, often taking a superficial, woke view on stuff. Yep. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, because I, God, I just, it's hard to say this without it sounding bad, but it's. It's often that they look at video games without actually taking any time to actually look at them. Yeah. Or they'll play the first... I, sometimes it feels like they just play the first 10 minutes. Or they don't understand, like, stuff about the genre. Like, oh, that's been a big one, I think. is I think that's a good example, is that, like, some of the reviews I saw for Cyberpunk, I'm like, do, do, you, do you know what Cyberpunk... As a genre, not the game, as a genre means. Yeah, it's, it's robots in depression. It's, yeah, it's basically a post apocalyptic version of most worlds, but they're treating it like it's supposed to be hunky dory. And I'm like, I, I, I think you missed part of the genre with some of the things they're describing. So I, yeah, I, I it's hard to describe. I hope I'm describing it yeah. right well, because. Okay, so yeah. one one thing I guess it is a uh, misunderstanding because like cyberpunk, let's use it as an example. Cyberpunk, the genre is this is a dystopia, but they're like, oh, why is it all this and kind of like it should not be as dystopia as it's supposed to be. It's like one of those types of reviews I've yeah. seen, and it's kind of like that same issue back when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, where like it was. There was this one like super negative reviewer saying it's like, oh, this isn't actually really diverse, blah, blah, like tearing into it, but not really understanding that a lot of the stuff like there was consultants in all this on this making sure that it fit, fit within the culture. And a lot of things that he said was, oh, well, I'm Asian and I don't like this. It's like, but yeah, but you're not Japanese and you weren't from this area and all this stuff. So maybe it's not feeding into Asian culture as a whole, but it was very specific Japanese video game, if I'm saying any of this correctly. No, I think I get what you're saying, too, because that's kind of the opposite of what happened, what should have happened with Mulan, which is Mulan gave you uh, China as a whole versus what it should have been, which was regionally specific to the Chinese culture that the story came from if they were going to try and be Chinese at all. And often these people are like, this is bad. And it's, and it's like, well, and that was the you, thing with, um, do you, oh, sorry, yeah. go on. <laughs> no, it's, do you, do you get it? Do you yeah. Get it? 
you kidding? Like, well, that was the thing with Ghost of Tsushima. Where like in that review, he's like, "Oh, you portrayed the Mongols as the villains," and it's like. Well, they were conquering in country, so of course the people in that country are going to see them as villains and savages because they're going in and killing everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's one of the cases where it's like, um, uh, um, as a as a historian, as as an archaeologist who studied them, I'm like, yeah, this in this case they were entirely the aggressors. Yeah. It was a case of legitimate aggression. So yeah. So it's like <laughs> of course they look like the villains because like if you were part on that island and this attack happened, yeah, you would be like terrified of them too. And it's it's and it's like what looking for wokeness and like trying to make it an issue when it's it's not. It's the situation like yeah it could if this was a different game set now and we have mongolian people like attacking other people and stuff like that and like showing them as savages and stuff in that kind of way yeah that's effed up but it was a historical thing yeah like i guess it's particularly i'm like i feel like this person doesn't know that every single city on the silk roads has a layer of destruction that you can see in the archaeological remains (laughs) signifies the exact year that it was the mongol conquest because they basically raised all the cities on the silk road and then built them back again like (laughs) i'm like (laughs) archaeology so so i guess that could even be like the like negative point of like looking for diversity where it's just like you need to understand that, yeah, some things aren't perfect. Yeah. And yeah. looking for the improvements where improvements are due, but not, like, forcing them when they're not. I think I'm saying this all badly. I apologize. We're, we're trying real hard, people. But I think everybody gets our point that we're trying to say that it was both a good thing and a bad thing yes. in this COVID time for people to put an extra critical eye on yes. video games. And, yeah, so... <laughs> It's Anyways, hard to tiptoe around that. <laughs> sidetrack. We got real. That was on. That was on great. track. Anyways, okay. Lastly, this is more of the personal check-in. How has your taste in nerd culture changed over the years? And have you kind of gravitated towards any new or different types of nerd media? And I'm not even talking about just like since you um, started the show, but like just in general. Like, have you kind of changed what kind of things you're into? I can go first. Mm. Yeah, you can go first. Let's have you go first. So one of them, I mean, the biggest one is, like, as you know, that I wasn't always into horror and horror stuff. So, like, when I was a kid, I was scared by everything. And I don't think I, like, actually truly enjoyed um, a horror movie until senior year of high school. And I didn't seek horror out myself until, like, sophomore year of college. And... Now it's just become a thing that I like and watch all the time and, like, bond with friends over. So, like, yeah, as far as, like, a nerd culture standpoint, like, the genre of horror and, like, liking more things that are spooky has kind of been a huge change in in, in my, like, nerddom. And then also I am now completely and firmly stuck into webtoons and online webcomics, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I I go through phases where I'll read manga, but I have shifted away entirely. Like, over the years, I've shifted away from shoujo almost entirely into reading BL and uh, Josai. But, and online webcomics and st- webtoons and shit like that. Adult shit. Actually, adult shit. Um, <laughs> I just want to, like, when I go back and edit, just delete everything you said. It's like, I'm really into adult shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, But I would say, like, genres-wise, I have seen a shift. The past, like, two to three years, I have dipped heavily. I've just given in. It's more given in to the romance bend in my mind. I was about to say, if you didn't mention this, I was going to bring it up for you. I, yeah, I just very much. I think what it's, I've realized as I've gotten older that I very much prefer maybe it's because i'm a pessimist i prefer to keep my media escapist so i don't like horror unless it's horror comedic horror because that's funny um i have started reading less and less high fantasy Mm -hmm. i i read a lot of comedic fantasy i watch a lot of shows that are like fantasy escapism 
fun stuff, actually not comedies, but yeah, just like unrealistic shit. Romance, which is also purely escapism, because that's sugar-coated pieces of sunshine most of the time. I, I like it happy. And that's kind of where I've shifted towards is that I've kind of let myself just experience that and enjoy it. Um, I've shifted away from anime. That's always happened. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't watch a lot of anime anymore. Um, I only read manga. Yeah. Um, almost it's almost exclusively. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you sad about that? Yeah, because uh, we used to, like, back in high school, so we used to talk about anime um, stuff all the fucking time. And now it's just uh, kind of like, hey, I watch this anime. It's like, yeah, I don't really watch anime anymore. It's like, I know. I, <laughs> it's, like, I know. it's something, I don't know. The stories I, don't grab me. Hey, man. Something about it. I understand. I understand, and I'm not, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. But well, I'm just gonna be yeah. sad about it because I like being sad. Mm. I'm I'm the Eeyore of podcasters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's my general shift in recent years. It's just giving into that escapism bent. Which not to say that I don't occasionally read some really fucking good fantasy books or sci-fi books. Like I, I do occasionally pick up a good one. Um, but. Yeah, it's one of my, my, my mind tense. And Critical Role. I'm going to include Critical Role in this because, my God, that's the equivalent of me re- listening to pod. So I basically, I listen to audio, I've listened to audiobooks all my life. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And then I found Critical Role and I've kind of stopped listening to audiobooks because I now listen to Critical Role on and off for years on end. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. I'm still so far behind. Yeah, right. There's so much of it. But I, I guess that's one thing I forgot to mention, and like my change is like gravitating, gravitating, gravitating towards new or different um, types of media. Is I've definitely gone all in on podcasts and podcasting because like I didn't really even really know what a podcast was until um, a year or so after college, and I started listening to it. And now like at work cool. like at work i used to listen to like music and stuff and now it's just primarily podcast and i'm guessing but i also feel like that was a natural transition for you e. because you did a radio show in university like that was True. a natural transition for you <laughs> it was bound to happen <laughs> yeah but for me it's generally just stories it's stories and good characters oh i was gonna say something else too you reminded me of something else that had changed oh let's plays yeah that was a huge change yeah i actually noticed that with you where, where it's just like subtly you're always talking about let's plays like when did this happen Oh, years ago. 2016? 2015? That sounds about right, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, and I, like many people I know who watch Let's Plays, watch them every day, which is unfortunate when stuff rocks your Let's Play world and your Let's Players have some shit go down and then you're like, well, fuck. Shouldn't have relied on that constant soreness of media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's also another episode that I want to do is like um, when yeah. when artists go bad is pretty much a mm-hmm. separating art from artists type of idea. But yeah, because that, that's happened a couple times for me where there's been this thing I love and then turns out the person's a horrifying sack of shit and it's just like, well. Destroyed so many good things for me. Yeah. Uh, we're since, continuing since this is a short episode we're gonna try to wrap this up but i guess um how has doing the show changed your view or approach to media and like your perspective on old nostalgia media or you can talk about like um i guess coming coming into like new shows and like watching new stuff like is there a thought like eh, i don't know how to write this but i guess i can just read how i wrote you, this you should you should probably start okay so I, 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 I guess I'll I'll start and like my perspective on nostalgia media like is this one we talk about all the time but it's like going into talking with friends about stuff that I used to watch or things that I used to enjoy in the past there's always now especially after doing this show for so long it's there's now this like little bit of fear of recommending something and not remembering if it does have kind of like problematic pitfalls in it like Hmm. 
being especially when it comes to anime like recommending anime is like oh yeah this female character was treated horribly like i mean i recently it wasn't a negative thing but i well it in the anime it was a negative thing but like the friend enjoyed it but i recently rewatched death note with a friend and the the portrayal of the character misa amane is pretty horrible where it's just like oh i want to do is please the male character type of idea and it's like you literally have no character outside of that so i guess when approaching the soldier there is like this hesitation now where it's just like is this as good as I remembered it, or are there things in this that are that do not hold up in the light of today? And I guess when approaching new stuff, it's kind of the same thought where it's just like, am I going to actually be able to enjoy this, or is there going to be something in this new media that's just going to be a turn-off and shut-off to me? So when I like approach newer media, like I guess recently I'm, I'm watching that anime I talked about earlier where the thing with him pretty much pestering the female lead into liking him happened. And it's like one of those things where it's just like, do I keep watching this or do I shut it off? And like the the show has definitely doing this show with you has definitely made me more critical of the things I watch coming to him, mm-hmm. especially. And I know I've kind of upset some people when talking like, Oh yeah. I was like, I watched the show, but I couldn't really get into it because this problematic thing that like doesn't fit into diversity <laughs> type of ideas. And they're just like, well, can't you just enjoy the show? And it's like, not really. Cause now that I'm constantly in it, I notice this thing so much more. Yeah. <sighs> So, I'm really happy about that. Uh, my answer's going to be much more boring, though, because <laughs> a large... <laughs> I fucking feel like an asshole. Just just say it, man. A large portion of this I already did before I started the show. I, uh, I... So... Yeah. When I... When we started the show, a, a lot of this is stuff I already do when i rewatch media or when i think about things is that it's in my head it's not as good as i remember and particularly because i have some friends who don't like to consume media that can't that can't watch it if it's got stuff like that and so it's something that i think about when i recommend stuff to people and it's something that i've thought about for many years now is being like reevaluating the stuff I watch and it's something that has been in my head for a really long time so I'm really glad I'm really glad the show has done that for you there are some things that I've thought about more prevalently when doing this I also think for me the easiest thing for it becomes much easier with that whole switch to like I like fluff thing is that for me when I'm watching something that I know is going to be awful I just it's fluff like it's a switch in my head if it's fluff i know it's bad i don't take any of it seriously thus it doesn't have any impact thus i can still watch it if that makes sense because i know it's horrible and it's atrocious like it's romance right most of them are fucking awful but i'm still watching it and i'm okay with that because generally i'm like i still i can't get the feeling from anything else because there isn't anything better most of the time if that makes sense yeah. but it's nice it's nice and easier it's easier for me than it is for you because i have a nice switch that's like no oh, it's fluff well it's fine yeah it's fluff it doesn't count it doesn't count and that's like when i talk with friends like my friend glenn who was on the show when we talk about stuff i'll be like how how was it and she's like well considering it's fluff like considering it's trash we always put that thing beforehand we're like we're, I'm giving you on the trash scale how good this is versus a real how good this is, right? That's what we put it on. And and it's easier for me because I have that scale. But at the same time, yeah, no, I I love the fact that you're going into this with reevaluating so, and seeing things more problematic. So, so I guess on what you were saying, like I really only have like one person outside of you that's like, that does the oh well this is trash obviously but i still enjoy it type thing but i know like talking to other friends about like 
especially animes and stuff that they like, where it's just like, I'll say, it's like, yeah, this is kind of trash, or this is definitely a fluff thing, and they'll get upset. It's like, no. It's like, this is blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. mm, it's kind it's kind of trash. You, you gotta evaluate your friends like that. You gotta evaluate, because there's the people, because there's the people. Here's how I did it before, too. This is how you did it with girls, particularly in high school. Let me tell you how this goes. You ask them if they read Twilight. If they tell you Twilight's great, then they've got a problem. But then you got people like some of my friends who are like, yeah, Twilight's a piece of living trash on fire, but I still rewatch it frequently because and read it frequently because it's trash that they enjoy. Yeah. So you gotta, it's that, there's the difference, oh god, there's so many categories like this. It happens all the time in life. I remember too, the people who are like, Wicked's the best musical of all fucking time! And the rest of us who watch bazillions of musicals are like, well, it's good, but no. <laughs> no, it's not the best musical wait, of all time, wait, thank you very are, much. Are you, are you sitting here telling me that Wicked isn't the best musical of all time? Are- My god. No, it's not the best musical of all time. Anyways, you just there's you got those people who actually think yeah. about it. You think about the content you're taking in versus the ones that are like, yeah. But I think for me, one perspective that I'm still grappling with and trying to be more realistic with myself is, as I said, that economic gatekeeping and being more aware of that and how that happens and like how I can work on my own thing because... I often am like, you haven't seen that. It's a horrible thing I do, and I know it is, but, like, most of the time it's not be- from a place of, like, you haven't seen that. Like, you don't get to be a nerd. It's that I want you to watch it. Yeah. I want you to have seen it. I want you to have appreciated it with me. And so I need to make sure that that's what's coming across is, oh, my God, you need to watch this right now because I want you to experience the joy of this with me rather than any sort of gatekeeping or economic restriction on maybe you didn't have the opportunity to watch that or the capability to watch that and yeah that's generally going through my head more now making sure that that happens where it's the pure joy not the yeah 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 no i i I get that i i it's just yeah no i i wish jordan sighs because we've had a talk about this recently because i was feeling whatever so wait what Never mind. Wait. I thought that's what you were saying about. No. But what? Wait. You were feeling whatever about what? <laughs> was that's not what I. That's not at all what I. I was just saying. Saying because it. It's just. Sometimes. Sometimes when I um talk about stuff, especially in critical, I get the oh you're wrong because bling. When it's just like appro- approaching a lot of the stuff especially as a minority, it's very easy to see where it's wrong. And I don't like when people just blanketly dismiss my feelings on it because yeah, because I, I am, I am being critical of something. And that, and, and that's, that's where the sign comes from. It's just like, I, I think, sorry, go on. I think you're, com- you're completely right. That that's, and I think that makes sense that you would encounter that more because of, because potentially the type of <laughs> the type of people we have as friends that are different um but it, yeah it's just it's it's difficult oftentimes when you have you have to have friends who want who are introspective yeah that is a thing that has been like that i've learned a lot in my life is to be self-reflective self-introspective look at myself seeing what i'm doing i feel like i'm such a dick for saying this stuff too i like i'm not actually this like i feel like i'm trying to be like yeah i'm the best i know i'm not i'm not fucking the best at this people i just am awful at this too but i think it's something that like is learned and so i'm aware of it and so that's what makes me sound like a dick when i say this but it's just it happens yeah privilege checks give yourself privilege checks every so often people yeah anyways okay so we are at the end of the episode i enjoyed having this little checkup with you and mm-hmm. hopefully we have something lined up for next time <laughs> but in the <laughs> meantime what have you been into uh, recently i can start or you can start it doesn't matter 
You can start. That's fine. Oh, Lord. I was hoping you said. So, I mean, this is an old one because, like I said, the one that I have been doing recently was the anime I talked about, and that's not something I want to talk about at the end of the episode. I want to give it some more thought. But so I'm going to go back to an old one. Recently, a webcomic that I used to pretty much read every on every update day, it recently came to an end. Oh, sad. Um,. But another like they have recently they had started a few years ago another webcomic called Headless Bliss that's been going strong and it's um I'll say it's it's one of the more creative and colorful things I've read and so like the, the artist is Chloe I forget what their um actual screen name is but they wrote the um, webcomic Go Get a Roomie and also Headless Bliss and they're an LGBTQ plus um webcomic writer and some of their stuff is just so creative just so. It, it's some of the more diverse comics, especially Go Get a Rumi is very, um, I guess, sexually diverse, if you can just blanket describe it as that. And honestly, one day I would love to like interview her for the show just because, you know, diverse as fuck um, webcomic writer and also absolutely genius in her way of storytelling when it comes to the story Headless Bliss, which... It's so hard to explain what it is, but it's basically um, this like dark fantasy world with the daughter of the demon queen is basically wanting to go on an adventure and meets this um, living story and named Sinaj and just their adventures that they go on and how they both like change each other and benefit each other as they move through it and may or may not basically have befriended a serial killer. But um, that that's that, but it's... It's so colorful and it does a lot of good like storytelling points and it's just so interesting. The only downfall to it is it only updates one page a week, but it is absolutely genius, so I recommend it for everybody. Well, and if it's finished. No, no, Headless Bliss finished. is not finished. Oh. The other one, Go Get a Roomie, is finished. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, no. Okay. But there's like seven or eight chapters out, and it's really freaking good. It's good shit. Nice. Nice. Anyways, that's mine. Uh, nice. Uh, I feel like I consumed a lot in the past two months, and I've forgotten half of them, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, but this week, we're going to talk about one that's a mixed bag for me, which is Cyberpunk. <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of it. It's just as glitchy as you think it is. I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. I don't see why it needed sexually explicit sex scenes to convey the romantic stories that it did um i really enjoy what they did with the character development that you can be you can have male female voice you can have male female body you can have male female genitalia whichever set you have don't think it needed to be sexually explicit um i enjoy some of the storylines i find them interesting um yeah, I've had a good time playing it. I put a lot of hours into it. It's very, it's it's immersive. Um, yeah, I, it's unfortunate. There's some things where I think it's lacking. Like, I've looked at a lot of the stuff about the four romances that are available. And, it's like, it feels like they let down several, like, two of them feel much more well thought out than the other two. Yeah. And you, it's much easier with the male, the hetero hetero male v with pan am romance is well very well fleshed out and the female v judy romance is pretty well fleshed out too but the female v with river and male male with um carrie they don't feel that complete they feel kind of like there was very little flirting it's so it's rather a letdown considering that i think that for men the most likely options that they're going to pick are pan am and judy because those are the types of things that they want to see and it feels like that they gave the characters the better stories the ones that men would be more likely to pick so that was that was sad to me but Uh if this isn't interrupting, I will say that just to me, cyberpunk just seems kind of like a problem on both the game standpoint where it's so glitchy that they literally took it off the PlayStation store all the way to kind of just the game itself with some of the advertising issues of 
pretty much just advertising the male side of the game and just some of the different things I've heard with story points and like the stuff you were just mentioning. It just it just feels like Cyberpunk has a lot of issues. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, it does. I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Like I really enjoy some of the aspects of it. I enjoy like a lot of the writing. It's pretty good. Um yeah but <laughs> it's i don't know i don't know it's not dragon age yeah well <laughs> um, and that's like they kind of advertise it as being this like perfect game and like the more and more i hear about it especially even past the glitches like the stuff you were just talking about the more i see it's just like oh this is just a problem <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't know yeah there's it's i really enjoy it though i feel like i'm giving it such a shit thing but it's like i i do enjoy it i put a lot of hours into it and i enjoy that part of it um you're allowed to enjoy as we've talked many times you're allowed to enjoy stuff that has issues (laughs) yeah i think i had higher expectations for it i think everybody did Uh, (laughs) yeah well, and mine were pretty low. That's the funny thing is that I was had higher expectations for the story, and I was like, uh, so far the story's been really fun and really good. But, um, man, you think with only four romances they would get them fucking good? And, and well, not so much. No, apparently not. not all of them are good. Ah, <sighs> jeez. Oh, some of them are. Some of them are. Anyways, so on that sad note. <laughs> on that sad note, let's end our happy episode of the podcast. Um. I honestly got nothing else to say other than check out our streams that we do on Saturday where we've been streaming Dragon Age. And I think every now and then we'll switch it up with some Grim Fandango and some other Leah games or some competition games. And yeah, that's what we do. We romance the Iron Bull and together me and him will save the world. Jordan's in a committed... I'm in a committed relationship. in a committed relationship. Yeah. All right. Okay. We shall check you out later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.